Welcome back to Life at Hobridge School, the podcast where we speak to pupils, to staff and to parents to find out what it's really like. In every episode, we'll be talking to members of the school community to hear real stories of life in the school. So let's get into this episode looking at life at Hobridge School. Well, hello. I'm joined today by James Sean, who is here from the charity I Can and I Am. And I know that you recently visited Hobridge at the beginning of the term to talk to the staff about your life. You know, how was your visit to the school? Yeah, no, it was it was great. Um, I really enjoyed uh, visiting the school. I liked it. It had a good feel. I've, I've shared with the staff, you know, I'm now a man with very limited vision, so I can't see necessarily very much. But it's amazing how you can still feel very much the kind of mood of a school. And it, it had a good feel, a good feel. So I enjoyed it. That's a really interesting perspective, actually, as you say, as a, a man who's, you know, with limited vision, that you have that sense of how when you go around and you experience, and obviously you yourself are very experienced in schools. So it must be interesting, the experience you have yourself visiting different types of schools. Exactly. And what were you talking to the staff about? Why were you actually there? I was sharing essentially um, two things. My, my story, um, so my journey over the last 10 years now, which maybe I can share a little bit now. Yeah, I'd um, love to hear some. Then the second thing I was talking about, which is our message as uh, a charity of I Can and I Am. Um, so perhaps I could spend a little bit of time kind of un, um, unpacking what those two things are. Yeah, I think it would be great because actually I'm sure for parents and people listening to this as well who have no idea or anything, it would be lovely to hear a little bit about your story and then we can find out how that has led to where you are now and to you know what you were speaking to the staff about. So so my story um, is that I'm, I'm married, I have four children and I used to be a teacher. I taught for 16 years and in 2012, 10 years ago now, uh, I applied to become a head teacher and it was my first application to become a head of a, of a prep school in Bath. And I got that job. And great, you know, it was a tick really in every box. We were going to move on to the site. Beautiful head's house and lots of lovely space. And four kids could go through the school. And I was rather proud that I was going to be a head teacher. And I then went for a medical. And it was as a result of that medical that I was diagnosed with a large brain tumour and uh, two operations. And... Um, the second operation really left me in a very weakened place because it, it destroyed my optic nerve um, beds. And that basically has left me in a position where I've got no sight in my left eye and about five or six percent sight in my right eye. So I'm, I'm a kind of confirmed blind man. And I also have real challenges with my balance. I've had two small strokes as well in surgery. So I can't run, I can't drive a car. I mean, my list of can'ts is very long. And so it's, it's been a very different journey. You know, I'm, I'm a very different man to what I probably was 10 years ago. But from this, I remember um, I remember a friend saying to me, James, this is when I was in my weakened, weakest, weakest place, unable to really walk and talk. I had a very weakened voice because I'd had this tracheostomy. Um, but I remember this man asking me, James, what's your passion? And it was the most searingly powerful question because in me, in this sort of broken, smashed up body, there was still a little flicker of a flame. And I said, my passion is to see young people believing in who they are and what they can do. Amazing. 
and that that that's really now what I do. You know, we I spend a lot of time presenting to pupils, to staff, um, to parents. And uh, we also, as a charity, have a double-decker bus. Um, And we spend time in school communities and and, and also universities. We're at a university yesterday where we talk to people about how, and we use a very simple metaphor of a a balloon and how they can inflate their balloons of self-belief. Wow. Well, I must say, just listening to you speak there, and hearing all of that, I think it just reminds me of the, the power of the question and, you know, being in the right place in the right time and particularly the role of the teacher as well um, with young people. But also, James, as well, when you were talking about your list of cards, so I love the fact that your charity is called. Just, do you want to tell us about the yes. name of your charity and how that came about? Because suddenly was like, oh, yes. I can and I am. And I think the word can't is a very prevalent word in a lot of not just young people, in a lot of people's minds, you know, and I I do live in that space because I can't do a lot of things, but I just always have to remind myself what I can do. And um, I think that school has got a very, very driven uh, nature towards that single metric of exam results. And that really suits some pupils. They can do it. It's easy, but some kids find it hard. And so at a very early age, when we start banging the academic mm. drum of come on schools about your tests and passing the test and get through. And, you know, some, some kids at that stage already age 9, 10, 11, they've sort of written themselves off as thick and rubbish and no good. And that's only compounded as they go on to the senior school. And then you get, you have the sort of the world of social media and so on, which doesn't really support children it only really offers more pressure for them and so that's why we're battling with so many young people sort of bowing down with a sense of of anxiety and loss of hope which is by definition depression and 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 that's that that's bleak to see and you know i have this fervent belief that we all have something somewhere within us that makes us uniquely special. And that is really important. And I think particularly for parents listening, who are probably thinking, how do we step into this space? How do we overcome this? It's it's so encouraging to hear what you have to say. So this sense of self-belief, and you have this wonderful metaphor, and you min- mentioned it before about balloons. So do you want to tell us a little bit about w- what that is? And, and I think for parents listening, they're probably thinking, how do we do this? How do we help our children? Yes, I've never got a balloon far away from me, so I've got one in here in my drawer. So for those, for those, they say for the tape, you know, those listening, <laughs> James is currently blowing up a brilliant yellow balloon with I can, I am on it. <laughs> when we've got air in our balloons... There are three realities. And reality one is that we feel of value. We feel like we're worth something. We feel like, I can do this. I'm okay. Um, and added to that, we are resilient. We can bounce back, which is an all-important quality in today's world. And I think put simply as well, third thing, we don't battle with our mental health if we've got air in our balloons. So the key thing is, is how do we inflate their balloons? And I sometimes say that a, a, a balloon that looks a bit like that is like a flat car tyre. Yeah. If you've got no air in your car tyre and you drive through potholes and hit curbs and, you know, that's when the wheel rim is going to get an absolute pounding, isn't it? 
And in the same way, if we've got nothing in our metaphorical balloons and we fail tests and we, you know, a big thing for young kids today is getting all those likes and followers on mm -hmm. various social media platforms. And if you don't get them, boom, it's not, it's not the wheel rim, it's us. It's our sense of self, it's our psyche, it's who we are that is getting damaged. So we've got to get air in their balloons. And um, I have four pillars um, of, of our message. And uh, on our iCanandIam.com website, I've done a TEDx talk on this very subject. And uh, if you want to listen to it, it's there. When I talk in schools, I always talk through my four pillars. So are you going to tell us what your four pillars are? Can I tell you? <laughs> yeah, go I on. You? I think everyone's probably thinking, come on, what are your four pillars? <laughs> the, the first is the importance of the word belonging. You know, that Hobridge needs to be a school community where everybody belongs, where individuality is celebrated, where ultimately people feel free to be themselves. And there is that inclusivity where kids learn to if you look at my hands, learn to collaborate, work with, not always in a posture of against, 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 of, oh, I'm better than you, I'm cooler than you, I'm faster than you. I'm... It's, it's like, no, do that when you're playing against the local school, but not against each other. You're on the same team. So belonging. And when we're free to be ourselves, we're happier people. When we're trying to be something we're not, we're, we're ultimately insecure. Number two is the importance of moving forward, making progress. And um, I always say it doesn't need to be necessarily in areas of school life. It could be at home, you know, you're, you're sort of more organized or you work on your personal fitness or you learn a new skill like how to cook or, you know, how to, to do the, the house cleaning or whatever it is, clean a, a bath that you've never done. And I always say to parents, we want to try and create a positive narrative over our children and reverse the no, you haven't, no, you can't, no, you know, that sort of negative voice, you know, is very stultifying for young people. Move forward. And, and I use the growth mindset here, you know, the I can't do it yet. And I always say, I think I've learned this the hard way because you know, I lived my life by that because there was a stage where I couldn't walk, I could hardly talk, I could, I wore nappies, you know, I was really reduced to being like a baby. My third thing is that we're all uniquely made. And here I talk about Howard Gardner's multiple intelligence theory, mm -hmm. um, which says that we're all intelligent, but the point is in different ways. And I always feel that it's 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 it, the pressure's on a school to try and work out where each individual is clever. And when you're in your place of intelligence, air goes in your balloon. As well as also as well as being uniquely intelligent, we also have a unique purpose. And that purpose is is that kind of outworking of the way our mind thinks. And so I always say to the children, you know, Bear Grylls when he was a boy at school you know found academics hard he wasn't very sporty the school environment didn't really pander to or, or address where he was gifted and it was when he was climbing in the summer holidays on the cliffs of the isle of Wight that he suddenly realized this is what i love doing and i always say to parents that they should really try and 
work out where their children come alive. They're kind of passionately and they're absorbed. And I always say gaming doesn't count now. You know, gaming is a sort of an exit strategy from life, really. But, but it, you know, it may, it may be making, mending, who knows what it is. But when they're doing it, they come alive. My fourth thing is that we want to be trying to engender hope mm-hmm. into every young person's life. And I often find that hope is lost when people have had a setback. But I use the term that a setback can be a springboard, that setbacks, um, if we look at them in the right way, we always ask ourselves the question, what can I learn from that? We reflect on it and we refine ourselves. But too many people have a setback, they ruminate on it, dwell on it, oh, I'm a blind man, and they define themselves. So it's refine yourself from a setback, then move on and dream a dream. I love it when I meet my children's friends, and I'll always say, one day, what would you love to do? And they'll say to me, I would love to fly a plane, I would love to, or some will say, but I need the grades. I say, you're not an academic robot. Yeah. You're a human being with potential. And what matters most is our attitude. And I always say this, my final point to the kids, I always say, an attitude, it's your choice, guys. It doesn't require giftedness, talent, good good breeding or whatever. It's nothing to do with that. It is your choice. And you can choose today. And uh, I always kind of um, say that, you know, the power of, of, of and, and actually it's the one thing that's probably helped me through the most is, Remember to be thankful for what you do have and what you can do. So many, so many wise words there. Sort of just James as I sort of take it all in. And I just think about, particularly as you say, working with young people, I think that sense of autonomy, being able to make those decisions, choosing, setting goals, you know, and it's so powerful. And as you say, and that idea of supporting and and as a hope of like visualizing where you can go is incredible. And that, that is, that is what it is. So, well, you have obviously have embraced all of that incredibly. And I know your, I can, I think one of the things you recently did was you took on the English channel. (laughs) Is that true? It wasn't the English Channel. It, it was. It was a bit harder than that. Oh no! Okay. Yeah. You. What did you do? Doesn't sound nearly as sexy, but it was. <laughs> the, it was the Bristol Channel. Oh, okay. Yes. We went from Ilfracombe in North Devon and right across to Swansea, the Mumbles in Swansea. Yes, I know. The Worm's Head. It was. It was twenty-six miles, so not twenty-one. And uh, they say that the Bristol Channel has got the second highest tidal range in the world and when you row into a tide it, it's you don't really go anywhere <laughs> it's static <laughs> yeah no it was it was it was it was hard work but it was a great example of that uh, in my little team there are four of us and me and, and another guy and two ladies and the two ladies just weren't sort of had never done anything like this before and they did it and wow they walked all as a result of doing it. And what had led you to do? What Had someone just come up with the idea and just said, oh, do you want to, or were you thinking I want to challenge? What was the sort of motivation that jumped here? Pretty my tumour. You know, sport was always a big part of life for me. And I now can't run, but I can sit on a rowing machine. I can sit on a bicycle. And as a charity, I can and I am 
you know, we need support because when we go out in our double-decker bus, we go out with a, you know, when we go into state schools, which is 90% of the time, we do it all for nothing. And 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 so we, we need support. And that's what, so each year we try and do a fundraising event. Uh, and that was this year's. Okay. Have you got 2023s lined up yet? Or are you, we're finding a challenge. You want people to write in with challenges, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know we're 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 up in the air at the moment because we were talking about doing something of of a of a bigger nature right. of rowing the um, Scottish Canal, oh, which starts in Oban and finishes in Inverness, um, and it's a sort of three day row all the way through the centre of Scotland. But but um, yeah, that's not going to happen. So because it's in the middle of August and uh, we're all sort of mums and dads and yes, hol- hol- holidays do. Yeah, they do. Yes. They do. Uh, so, okay. Well, other ideas, other suggestions, I'll have to wait and see. Uh, well, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Scotland. So if you had to choose a driving companion to drive you to Scotland, who would you choose to spend the time in the car with and why? That's an amazing question. You know, there are so many, but I am, um, I'm, I'm a, I'm a man. Is the person got to be alive? Or... Oh, I don't, I, do you know what? You get to choose. I mean, it's your it's your adventure to Scotland. You know, if you want to yeah. roll back the days, you know, it's fine. Yes, I um, I, I'm gonna. I do when I speak to um, you know, to speak to anyone. I always say that you know, my faith is a very important part of life to me, and uh, I I think I will say the person of Jesus. Actually, I would love to sit in a car with him and chat away about about life and. But I wonder whether you will be able to drive. That's so true. I love it. You you can't see, and he you know he doesn't know how to pilot a car. You might have to sort of find somebody else to sort of drive. I know, I know. <laughs> but I reckon, with all his wizardry, yeah, I reckon true. that we could make it happen. Yeah. yeah. So I think I'll go for Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. Um, oh, James, it's yeah. been a real pleasure to speak to you. Thank you. And Thank yeah, you. and I just think that particularly this time, and I think a lot of schools I know that I work with as well, who post you know coming in after the pandemic and different things it's been a real really challenging time for young people and it's really fantastic to hear you know and I'm so glad that you had that chance for the staff at Hobridge to meet with you and to hear about your story and just to sort of think about your four pillars as well yeah so thank you so much James and uh what Pleasure. what are you up to next? What 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 else? I mean, obviously, I know you've got the yes, the good question. It's very varied. So the bus is is out uh, at a primary school in Wiltshire this morning. I'm going off to a speak at a girls' school um, later on today, and uh, then um, do you know what we're doing tomorrow? We're speaking. So they're at a primary school this morning. Uh, tomorrow we are with Age Concern oh, wow. in a place called Radstock. Yeah, so we've got lots of, sort of old men and women <laughs> on the bus, which is really fun. <laughs> Amazing. So it's a very, it's a very varied life. Yeah. And then on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, I'm in Cheltenham. So yeah, it's you know one never knows one day from the next. It's a different day. We were at a, a university yesterday. Um, today I'm I'm doing this, and I'm at a, a girls' school this afternoon, and. It's 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 different every day. Amazing. Well, James, enjoy and so thankful as well to have this opportunity to speak to you. So thank you. Thank you. That's it for this episode. To find out more, check out the school website, hopebridgeschool.co.uk. Now, the next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.